Welcome to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. This special series features some of Milwaukee's most distinguished leaders. They'll share how they overcame challenges, developed their skills, and achieved success, so you can gain insight and inspiration. And now, Leadership is in Session. Well, welcome in, everybody, today on our Leadership is in Session Athena Communications Masterclass. We have the absolute and distinct privilege of hosting Cecilia Gore. Hi, Cecilia. Welcome in today. Hi. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you. And as you know, we have a very specific goal with these sessions. We are just absolutely thrilled to invite in some of Milwaukee's most distinguished civic and community leaders to have a discussion about their leadership so that we're leaving our listeners with leadership lessons, hopefully inspiring people to make changes, knowing the people that we speak to, all of you are doing such incredible work. And for you, Cecilia, you are the executive director of the Milwaukee Brewers Community Foundation. You have been there since 2009. Talk to us about what you do in that capacity. Well, first, let me congratulate you on your efforts. I have been inspired by a number of your podcasts and people, fortunately, that I know and have been exposed to, and it's a pleasure to hear them tell their story and talk about leadership. I think this is a extremely worthwhile thing to do and a real value add for the community. But I run Brewers Community Foundation. It's the charitable arm of Milwaukee Brewers Baseball Club. And we're there to support the community in a variety of ways, but primarily to raise money so that we can provide resources to nonprofits that are working in the areas of health, education, recreation, and basic needs. So, Cecilia, your role means keeping people and organizations at the center of all you do. But the bottom line is your work, it is a numbers game. And I'll share those numbers with our listeners because they are so incredible. In the past decade, the Brewers Community Foundation has raised $50 million, $50 million to local nonprofits that support, as you said, health, education, recreation, and basic needs that make this city, our city, Milwaukee, better. What's the most gratifying element of your work? I think for me in the last 10 years, we've been able to turn the corner in terms of how we view the kind of contribution we can make to the community. The brewers have always viewed themselves as a part of the fabric of this community, But I think our efforts have provided an opportunity to really demonstrate how we can play right along with the community and embrace the challenges that the community might be facing or participate in the joy that the community is facing. And so it's been gratifying to know that with a little bit of effort, a company like Milwaukee Brewers can play what I think is a very critically important role in our community. So I don't want to minimize, you say a little bit of effort. We know that there is a lot 
that goes into what you do day in and day out, right? People see your title, people see the brewers, but they don't quite, I don't think, understand what you do behind the scenes to make that happen. What's a day in the life of Cecilia Gore like? Well, I'll give you our little strategy for raising funds. In the next couple of days, I'll be going down to Arizona, and I always say this kicks off the fundraising season. And I'll sit down with every player on the team and ask them for a financial contribution. And I'm pleased to say in the last probably eight years, we've got 100% participation from every player because I'm able to communicate with them how much the team means to the community and then how much we value our relationship with our fan base and others. And our players have been very cooperative. They understand because they come from places throughout the country how important it is to give back. Many of them recognize how wonderful it is for them to be able to access resources that they have. And so I'll call it an easy ask to say, please help us provide some financial resource to support the community. So I do that. Then we get back and we gather our staff to do a variety of things throughout the season, our 50-50 raffle every game day, selling scoreboard messages, hosting 5K run walks, doing drive for charities, and just a variety of activity so that we can amass what we are able to support the community. How do you work with a player or have a conversation with a player who may come to you and say, listen, I have a very specific interest or I have a very specific desire to support something that means a lot to me? How does that work? I pull out the payroll deduction form and allow them to demonstrate how they would like to be supportive. But really what happens is a little bit of the reverse. I'm down there for about 15 days in February, and each player will come over and have a conversation with me. I share what it is that we do. I talk a little bit about our community, one, how generous our community is, but some of the challenges that we're facing in our community. And then I ask them for their interests, you know, what has been their experience in their life and what they might want to support. So it's a good conversation. So you did mention challenges in our community. We know Milwaukee has a lot of challenges. We both love this city so much. There are so many great things being done. There are so many great leaders like you, Cecilia, doing these great things, helping to lead these things. What, in your mind, are some of the greatest challenges facing Milwaukee right now? Well, I think the list is long and challenging, but not unlike other challenges throughout the country. I think, obviously, education is an issue. We've been all kind of exposed to and grappling with systemic racism, housing, health, pretty much the areas that we focus on, health, education, basic needs, workforce, employment, all of those issues are challenging. But I think, you know, the reality that there are so many disparities and gaps that we need to address and really look hard and long at are just the work of the day. And in Milwaukee, I think there are some wonderful people that are rolling up their sleeves and with integrity and honesty trying to figure out where we go from here. 
So you brought me actually very nicely to my next point in question for you. So I want to spend a little bit of time discussing how you drive social change in institutions. You have been a catalyst for this work, moving organizations you're involved with to a deeper level of understanding around equity, including right now through your work as co-chair of the incredible $700 million Greater Milwaukee Campaign. What has that work meant for you? It has been an experience that I will always look to as kind of a an opportunity to wrap up many things that I've done in, let's just say, the last 30 years. It started with Project Equality and kind of has worked its way up through many initiatives that have been launched in this community. But what I appreciate about this campaign, it's a $700 million campaign, is that the work was centered around racial equity and inclusion, calling that out as the North Star for the work. And I think that because that was how we centered the campaign, it led us to really dig a little deeper to try to understand these issues in a different way, to reveal to some what a lived experience really is, and then look for ways to fund it. So it, for me, has been very meaningful. I appreciate all of the people that have rallied around the campaign and given financial support. We've done a really good job, I think, of listening to people and listening to understand, not showing up with all of the answers, but really trying to understand what people are grappling with, what's needed. As I said earlier, we have some amazing leaders in this community that have been doing this work over a long period of time. So you think about early childhood education, for example, Finally, being able to have some breakthrough around that really critically important issue and fund it, raise money to fund something like that. It's been a joy, actually. I do want to go back to your day job, because as we know, you have a very cool job. You get to work at American Family Field almost every day of the year. And what is that like? What is it like to be in that space, to see the energy, to see the people, to see the players? It's exciting. It is a grind. The season is long. We have 180 games, or what is it, 160 games, and half are home, half are away. We hope to have and have had millions of fans that come to the ballpark. But what it has done for me is it has shown just the kind of benefit that we have to be exposed to Major League Baseball and a professional level of engagement with athletes that do an amazing job, with fans that are just committed and over the top around the support that they provide for our team, the enthusiasm when we make it to the postseason. We're all rowing in the same direction in ways that we probably would like to see in other areas. But, you know, sports allows a community to rally. And so if we think about the Bucks or the Brewers, when we're winning, it feels really good. It's diverse. We're all in it together. And we want to win. 
And so for me, it's been a really wonderful experience. I've also met some fantastic people. Up until his death, I was serving on a board with Henry Aaron, who was just a humble human being, greatest baseball player of all time. Him and his wife, Billy, just really legends. So having an opportunity to see people like that, Bud Selig, Robin Yao, Ricky Weeks, the list can go on and on. But to be able to work with individuals that have focused their life around sports, but also around leadership, around commitment, humility, all of the things that you want to see in good people. So being at the ballpark has provided that kind of experience for me. So you mentioned Mr. and Mrs. Aaron. Are you willing to share an anecdote or a special experience you had with them that I think our listeners would love to hear? Well, as you know, he just recently passed away. And so thanks to Facebook, you get the pop-ups of the memories. And I went to his 85th birthday. He would now this year be 89, I believe. But I remember being at that birthday party and kind of pinching myself because it was Celebrity Field and Peebo Bryson was singing a song. And he walked over to Hank Aaron and gave him a hug and kissed him on the head. And then he just belted out this song about how great he was. And it just gave me some chills, actually, because one, he was a great person, But two, what I really loved about him was his humility and his interest in making sure that the community was served by virtue of whatever it was that he could bring to the table. So he had a group called Chasing the Dream Foundation, and we raised money for that foundation over many years. And it really kind of set the table for me in terms of how you should look at a sport but how it could morph into something that has an impact on generations. And so I kind of modeled my work after that that mindset that you take what you have and you make the most of it. So you mentioned two attributes of Mr. Aaron's that I think so many people around Milwaukee would say that you embody. So that's humility, and that's ensuring that you're moving things forward. You're actually demonstrating an impact. And you work with a lot of other organizations. What inspires you to do that work? Because let's face it, you have a big job. You have you work a lot. You have a lot of responsibility. But yet, when you look at an event or a who's who of Milwaukee, we're always going to see Cecilia Gore there. What inspires you to keep doing that? There are so many people in this community that are doing great work. I just recently ended my term with Sojourner Family Peace Center. And if you think about someone like Carmen Petrie, who for decades has been doing all that she can to serve families that have been impacted by domestic violence. I could just go down the list of organizations where people are working hard every day. And so the little piece that I can play is, it seems minor, but I have built my career around saying yes, involving myself in causes and organizations where I could bring some resources to the table or some knowledge. And it has really fed my soul. It is inspiring. 
And I'm, I'm thrilled that I have something that I can offer. And you do have a lot to offer, knowing up most immediately you will be at spring training. So Cecilia, what's next? What's on the horizon for the Brewers and the Brewers Community Foundation? Well, Milwaukee Brewers Baseball Club is committed to this community. We love being here. Our ownership is committed. We want to make a difference, and we think that we do. We will move into this season with the goal of winning, not only on the field, but off the field. I'll be working as hard as we always do to raise money and look for quality projects to support. So I'm excited. I hope you are, and just looking forward to the season. As we leave our listeners today, you've shared a lot. You've shared a lot about your journey. You've shared a lot about the impact that the brewers make and really what your legacy is. Is there a life lesson that you can leave with our listeners, something that they shouldn't be afraid of and instead embrace to improve themselves? Maybe it's personally, maybe it's professionally. Well, I'm going to steal this from one of your earlier presenters, Thelma Sias. I worked with her for 14 years at Wisconsin Gas, and as you might guess, she's a hard worker. So one of our secret stories was that she would put us in a conference room and just make sure that we had a long, long list of work to do, and then we would (laughs) (laughs) move into the community and do the work. But the one thing that stuck with me is that She always reminded us that you can learn something from everyone and that you should not discount what people bring to the table and that you should treat people the way that you want to be treated. And I mean, those are simple things, but if we all embrace that, we would have a different country, to be quite honest, than we have now, respecting each other valuing what we bring to the table, recognizing that we all have something to offer, I think is a leadership lesson that could do us all a lot of good. Wise words from Cecilia Gore. Also wise words from our friend Thelma Sias. Cecilia, thank you so much for being in studio with us today for Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. We appreciate you. We appreciate all the work you do in Milwaukee and go Brewers. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. Be sure to catch all eight enlightening episodes. And don't forget to connect to On the Edge of Equity with Tammy Belton Davis, available wherever you get your podcasts.